When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of MLS UK Show Stoppage Time. I'm Henry Hewitt and as always I'm joined by Elliot Holman. Hope you're doing good. So Elliot, uh, this is the episode of the MLS UK Show where we go through the biggest stories of the week. And I feel like on previous Stoppage Time episodes it's been mainly having to talk about what had happened the last weekend uh, in MLS. We will do that, but we actually have some news this week. We have some big news and we're not even going to mention an ageing European player coming to MLS to end the career? Well, uh, no promises on that one. Um, I'm sure we'll find uh, we'll find a way to get Miami in there somewhere. Um, but yeah, big, big news this week in MLS. Um, quite expensive news as well. There is, yes. So uh, we will be talking about the biggest stories in just a second, but just a shout out as well. A massive thank you again to Nigel Rio Coker. If you've not heard our chat with him, uh, on the last episode of the MLS UK show, then make sure you head to our YouTube, you listen on your podcast provider, uh, do both if you want, that'll help. Um, but it was really insightful to hear from Nigel. Um, one of the, the most insightful things we got from him, which I thought was so interesting, is about discovery rights. Uh, we put the clip on our social media, just uh, he was talking about when he signed for Vancouver, his discovery rights were with Portland. And I was so intrigued to find out, well, do players actually know? Does Lionel Messi know that, I don't know, San Jose has got his uh, discovery rights? Uh, and the answer is no, we don't. We just find out when they're about to sign in MLS, which is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it, it kind of didn't surprise me because I, I don't think Messi's going about his daily life worrying about whether Portland or Seattle have got his discovery rights. Um so it kind of makes sense that in that whole hubbub of business that would be done, you know, when you're going through meetings and contracts and agents and whatever, it kind of makes sense that they would sit you down and most European players would go, sorry, what are discovery rights? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I, I thought Nigel um, gave some really fascinating insight into that and, and loads of other stuff as well. So if you haven't watched Henry's chat with Nigel Rio Coca, go and do that because for us MLS fans is just so interesting. Yes. Um, and uh, nice of you to say that as well. Uh, but you are my co-host and I guess it is your job to try and promote this podcast as much as I do. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, have a, have a watch, have a listen and uh, let us know what you think. Uh, right. Moving on to today's episode of Stoppage Time. Uh, we've got to start with, uh, it was an eventful Monday. Uh, it was a bank holiday here in the UK. We were all relaxed. We think, well, this is great. The coronation was on Saturday, so we all get a day off on Monday. How brilliant is this? And uh, MLS in the afternoon just uh, imploded with two head coach firings. Um, they were both at the bottom of the East. Uh, let's start with New York Red Bulls. Uh, Struber is no more at uh, New York Red Bulls. Of course, if you are a new MLS fan from the UK, you may remember him as manager of Barnsley a few years ago. Um, was this expected for you or should he have got a bit more time? Expected for me. Um, you know, I have high standards with coaches. I think um, I, I'm not a, 
and we, we've talked about this before, I'm not a big one for sacking managers, but I always think MLS managers get way longer than even I expect them to. Um, one home win this season for a start for, for New York Red Bulls. Um, obviously haven't won on the road, but then they're not unique in, in that. Um, but that just means they have one win this season and they're not particularly scoring goals, um, conceding a lot of goals away from home. Um, averaging, you know, around a point per game at home and, and half a point away. It's ultimately not good enough um, for, a, for a massive franchise. The, you know, the Red Bull franchise um, is... a yeah, the the whole the whole Red Bull business is about winning, about being a big global sports brand. Um, New York Red Bulls are, are one of the older parts of that, um, but they're not quite hitting the heights of uh, of Max Verstappen on the Formula One track, shall we say? Uh, yeah, they're more like Lewis Hamilton this year, actually, which I know uh, would hurt We're you. We're a British him, podcast. So. Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you're right. And I think New York Red Bulls, of course, taken out the last few years, have done very well uh, within MLS. Uh, we remember the, the record-breaking team of a few years ago as well. And uh, the home farm has been a massive part of that. And you're right, the home farm has just not been good enough this year. It just seems to be a proper discontent of a club. Obviously, we had... Um, you know, issue with one or two players over the course of a season as well. It's just been a very poor start. And yeah, to see Red Bulls at the bottom is it's a bit weird. It's, we're not used to it. And uh, that's, you know, that does mean that I guess Struber will have to go, um, you know, because he's in charge of what goes on on the pitch. Um, I mean, with MLS, of course, with the fact that they give two million teams playoff spots uh, this year, then uh, the season isn't over for Red Bulls. You can still turn it around. Um, we've seen sort of a, a wide range of head coaches uh, while we've been watching MLS manage uh, Red Bulls. I'm not going to ask you to pick a specific name, but um, do you think they should go perhaps down the European route again, or is it time to look at some more established names within MLS? I don't necessarily think European is is the way to go. I, I don't think it's the wrong way, but um, I think you know Red Bulls are a, are a big established MLS side, and they should have a big established uh, MLS manager. For me, they're you know they're a big MLS team, so um, I, I would like to see somebody with with MLS not just MLS experience, but proper credentials. Someone who's won silverware. Um, I think they're big enough to to attract somebody like that. Another team that is desperately in need of a refresh, and I think they've been in need for a refresh for quite a few years now, is Chicago Fire. They won place above Red Bulls in the standings in the East, uh, but also don't have a head coach now. Enza Hendrickson uh, was relieved of his duties on Monday as well. Um, we kind of questioned his position at the end of last season with some of the players they've got. It's not been good enough, has it? And, uh, well, he's uh, he's paid for it now. Yeah, I just think I think there's a few managers who were very very lucky to begin another MLS season to have a fresh start, um, a chance to start afresh in 2023. Um, we talk a lot about Oscar Pereja at Orlando, um, but Chicago Fire were one of those teams we expected to, uh, you know, take the opportunity of a clean break. I, I'm quite honestly bored of Chicago not being good. I don't want to be so cruel about them, but I, I like I'm bored of it. They're not a good team. They haven't been a good team since I've been watching MLS. 
And whenever you think they're starting to get good, it all comes crashing down again. And I just, you know, same as with Red Bulls, um, I believe it's only one win at home, which is not good enough. Um, you know, in the last couple of years with the big build up to the return at, 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 to Soldier Field, that's not that's not been good. Uh, it's not done the t- it's it's not done any the fans any good. It's not done the team any good. Uh, one win away, which I think was at Miami, which again, that's not you know they they lost six games in a row. That's not impressive. It, it's it's just not good enough. And <laughs> you look at some of the players and you're like, how are you not doing better? Yeah, exactly. You know, you look at that squad and you think, yeah, they could be, in my opinion, challenging for the playoffs. You look at Mueller, you look at Shakiri, and there's, and there's a few others as well. Um, you know, they've they've got money in the in the close season that they got as well. It, they're not spending it right, in my opinion. And and yeah, I think uh, unfortunately for Endra, uh, Enza Hendrickson, um, the time had come for a change. He'd come after a three 0 defeat away at Nashville, which. You know, Nashville are a good team. Is there's no shame in that, but I think the the manner of the defeat for me, uh, what is what was alarming. Um, the week before we drew against Red Bulls at home, which, uh, you know, we we've just discussed the problems at Red Bulls. So that was a game they were looking to win, and um, you know, we we say all the time that the the home form in MLS is vital. That is what is going to get you into the playoffs, and to win only one at home, um, has been very poor for them. So uh, yeah, probably a change was needed. I think. We said a change was probably needed at the end of last season, actually, with how they did, um, you know. And now they've they've given him another chance. It's not worked out, and they've had a a missed opportunity in a close season. They could have had the close season and really, um, you know, really built try and build something. But uh, it'll be interesting to see where Chicago Fire go uh, from here. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, I couldn't really say whether it is a MLS experience or to go for maybe a European person um and to be honest with chicago fires history a recent history i don't even think they'll have someone in mind i think they'll they've just you know made the firing and uh, haven't got a plan b to be honest yeah I, i agree it's really disappointing i also think you get to a point where if i'm looking if i'm looking at teams who are struggling la galaxy okay um new york red bulls even Austin, if I'm a manager and I'm thinking, okay, I could go and do something there. It's not been long since they were okay. I can go and restore that. With Chicago, you just feel like the longer it goes on, the harder and harder it's going to get for them to turn this around. So it becomes a less attractive prospect. Um, you know, we're talking about, you know, win your home games. They've lost. I think they they must have played five five home games. Six home games. They've played six home games and they've won one. So that's like, what, 17% win percentage. Uh, Imagine going through that for a whole season. You're going to be nowhere near it and and you're not winning away games either. So that they really, really need to change. And I really hope that it's just the coach. I really hope there isn't bigger problems in the club again. Um, I hope someone's able to come in and turn that around. Indeed. Uh, right, moving on to the next topic of discussion within MLS this week. And we could have a new franchise uh, about to join for the 30th franchise. Um, it looks like it will be happening. By in, in fact, by the time we put this episode out, it could well have happened. Uh, Rumours are that it's going to be announced this week, but San Diego have become the latest uh, city to get an MLS team. And they'll have to spend $500 million for the privilege 
That's up on, I think it was 325 million with Charlotte. Uh, so that's a hefty jump within such a short space of time. Um, with this Apple TV deal, bearing that in mind, is is that a is that about right? Should they be paying that much or should it be much less? Well, it's a difficult question for somebody who's grown up watching football in Britain all their life. Um, because what is one million too much? Um, that's the way it works in the States. It's the way it works in MLS. Currently, the product is strong. Um, 10 year deal with Apple TV. So, you know, more than nine and a half years still to run on that. The platform it's given the league is is momentous. You know, we're talking about the likes of Messi potentially. There we go. I managed to mention it. Um, you know, the stature of the league is increasing and increasing. And if that's what it's going to take, look, they set the rules. You don't pay it. You don't join. That's where, that's the way things work. You don't want to pay the money. Then you're not going to, you're not going to get the product. So if they, if that's what they believe and if San Diego have gone, okay, then, then, more fool them. Uh, welcome to MLS. Uh, St. Louis will show you the way. They will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did enjoy seeing all the Ron Burgundy memes when this was uh, uh, this was hinted at the other day. Um, but yeah, it's. It, I, I think you're right there. I think it is difficult for us to gauge. You know, is it a good deal? Is it not? A, a, you know, is it too much? Because we come from a country where you don't buy yourself into the league. We've got obviously the pyramid system, but. Um, you know, I think MLS is thriving and I'm not surprised there are a few states or cities that are wanting to get involved. I honestly thought it would be Las Vegas with the next one. Um, I, I mean, I know San Diego have been kind of in the background, uh, but I assumed it would just be Las Vegas. Um, that possibly would be the 31st franchise to join. But yeah, San Diego is, a, you know, it's a, a good city. I think they'll embrace it. Like you said there, just need to look at St. Louis, Charlotte as well. These cities that, um, you know, for the initial few weeks of a season, at the very least, they, they're getting uh, big attendances. And, uh, and yeah, I'll be excited to see it because this is it now, is that we, you know, I think they kind of uh, said that 32 would be the amount of franchises they'd have and then they'd stop it. I've quite enjoyed having a new franchise join every season. I love it. I love the, the new starts they have. I know I love the expansion uh, draft and all of that. So I will miss it. So I'm going to enjoy it while it's still, still here. So welcome, San Diego. I I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I'm currently doing a save on Football Manager with St. Louis just because I love trying to build a roster, trying to be a real geek about getting around the roster rules. It's so difficult. You do not realize what these front offices are up against until you actually try and build a roster with only a certain amount of internationals, only a certain amount of designated players, certain amount of generation Adidas players, certain amount of amateur contracts. It's so, so difficult, but so fun. Um, and the expansion draft. Oh, I cleaned up. I was so happy. Um, so yeah, long may that continue. Who did you get? That's a great question. I've got it. I'll have it open. I'll have it open so I can answer that question. Please, please hold. Uh, okay, here we go. Squad. Oh, uh, I got Heber in the expansion draft. Um, nice. Godoy. Uh, Pere Andreas Perea from Philly. And then I claimed off waivers, Seanier and Joseph Martinez. Oof. 
Well, that's funny you say that, because let's move on to the next talking point <laughs> uh, on today's At Stoppage Time episode. And it isn't an episode of Stoppage Time without us reflecting on what happened this weekend. Lots of talking points within MLS, and let's start right there. Uh, we tweeted saying that death taxes and Jose Martinez scoring his first goal for Inter Miami against Atlanta. Things guaranteed in life. He scored two. Inter Miami won 2-1. And that's two wins now in a row for Inter Miami. Uh, if you'd have said a few weeks ago that two head coaches were going to be fired in the next few weeks, Phil Neville would have been right up there. He saved his bacon a little bit. Um, and yeah, I mean, Jose Martinez, he didn't even start, did he? He came on, got his two goals. They win the game. It was always going to happen. Yeah, and and I think it's really fair for me to say in his time at Miami, he's been really poor. Um, very few shots on target. I think the goal was like one of his first shots on target all season. Um, been been really struggling even to to make the eleven. And of course, it was just written in the stars he was going to score against Atlanta. Um, and <laughs> Hopefully that's him off and running now because we all know the league's a better place when Josef Martinez is uh, is firing. Yeah, definitely. And I'm glad he got his 100 goals as well. Uh, he'd been kind of stuck on 99 for a while, so I'm, I'm happy for that. Uh, and he is the fastest player to uh, achieve that within MLS history. Um, elsewhere, he wasn't the only player to come back and haunt his uh, old team, Kevin Cabral. For Colorado, they went and beat LA Galaxy 3-1. Another poor performance by LA Galaxy. Um, but I mean, you could tell when he scored that meant a lot to him, didn't it? Yeah, well, it's it's going to. Uh, you know, there's the way that MLS works is very unique. You can be traded in an instant, and you know, you you, you find out one day, and you're you're at your new club the next, and you don't really see it coming. And I think we see a lot of players. Of course, there's a lot more interleague trading, and you see a lot of players playing against clubs that essentially got rid, didn't want them, happy to trade them. Um, yeah, if you're being traded and you're seen as just as important as an international roster spot that's coming the other way, it's got, it's got to be pretty um, pretty upsetting. So we see it a lot in MLS, and uh, this was another instance where Cabral was uh, was very happy to make his mark. Um, and you mentioned uh, managers that we thought were going to be fired. I would love to know just how close we were to seeing. Peter Vermees lose his job because all of a sudden the man's a genius. They've gone away to Seattle to Lumen Field and gone two nil up in twenty minutes. What's that all about? I know, like who'd have thought it? If if you had to, we always say we say every season, right? Oh, that's so MLS. Well, if you had to put a that's so MLS marker on a, a result all season, I can guarantee this won't happen again. This is the That's So MLS result of a season. Seattle 1, SKC 2. I think we predicted, I think we were going into 3s and 4 nils. We'd have SKC no chance. Uh, I don't think we would have given them a chance to keep a clean sheet for longer than 10 minutes. Well, they scored early on. We got a second. And yeah, they held on in the end. What a result. It, I mean, is this the turning point? Is this the turning point for SKC? Is this going to be where their season starts? Or is it just a, a flash in the pan? Well, let's hope it's where it starts. You have you have to take this result very seriously. This is a Seattle side who, at Lumen Field, have not conceded a goal. And they faced an SKC side that just have been dreadful, bottom of MLS. Um, and, and all of a sudden, they're 2-0 up after like 20 minutes. And I'm thinking, 
Seattle turned this around. I still thought Seattle turned this around. It felt like the Columbus result against Miami last week, but twice as bad. I've got to be honest, even going into the 90th minute, I was thinking, yeah, Seattle will probably turn this around and they were two on down. Um, elsewhere, the uh, a massive shout out to San Jose. Nigel Rio Coca was uh, singing their praises last week on the show. Uh, they were playing at Levi's Stadium, home of San Francisco 49ers, who are an NFL team, apparently. Um, but uh, they had, I think, 45,000 there. So a massive shout out. It looked a great occasion. And they rounded off with a win, which is not so MLS. San Jose beating LAFC this season, which, to be honest, I mean, is a, a massive compliment to how San Jose are playing. But it was still LAFC's first defeat of the season. And it comes off for them making Champions League final. Yeah, I didn't see that coming, to be honest. Um, I know CCL is, is sometimes a distraction. Uh, and I know San Jose have been better this season. They've been a lot better um, than we've seen in recent years. So uh, in my head, I can kind of make reason with it now. Um, but yeah, very surprising at the time. Um, and yeah, it's a good result. But you know, what MLS needs is another team in California. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right, that's it for this week on MLS UK Show Stoppage Time. A massive shout out to our sponsors, Soccer90.com. Uh, remember, head to that website and uh, there's plenty to get off there, whether it be an MLS shirt, international shirts, Premier League shirts, other European shirts as well. Um, when you've decided what you want, go to the checkout and in the discount code type in MLS UK, it gives you 20% off. Well worth it. Great sponsors. We really appreciate them working with us on the MLS UK show. Stoppage time. Uh, right, we'll be back next week. But for now, I've been Henry Hewitt. And I've been Elliot Holman. And just before I forget, actually, uh, Elliot, if you want to rate us on your podcast provider, what do you do? Or how many ratings do you give? How many stars? Five stars only. LA Galaxy style. It's a throwback to when they weren't awful. Exactly, and I'm so glad we managed to get that. And I was going to end the show without saying it. Don't forget to uh, like and subscribe on YouTube as well. But for now, once again, I've been Henry Hewitt. I've already said it. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.